All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 56 of the 476ers podcast. Um, we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, some uh, news. Uh, uh, yeah. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Um, there are also a lot of rumors that are circulating, um, just generally circulating around the NBA that we can talk about. But first, the biggest part that we should talk about is Daryl Morey. Now, it looks like the Sixers are in the uh, in the midst of finalizing a deal with him. You will... By the time this comes out, by the time I put this out, because God knows it takes me forever to do everything. Um, and you haven't heard from me for a whole while. So anyway, that's not the point. By the time this comes out, <coughs> uh, Daryl Morey, yeah, it looks like it's it's a done deal now looking at this um, looking at this update. He's going to sign a five-year contract with the Sixers. So uh, that looks like that's a done deal. Um, so not by the time, but by the time it comes out, we'll have no, we'll know that this is done. Um, point being, so we're signing Daryl Morey. I have a lot of feelings uh, and opinions about this, uh, just like I have a lot of feelings and opinions about everything else in the world. Um, and just like every other opinion I have, I'm not too sure about how I feel about this. So let's start with with um, let's start with my my initial reaction to this was. Um, this is interesting. Uh, this is interesting. Daryl Morey obviously um, had some success with the Rockets. It, it's a little hard to, to really um, understand his career. Um, he tinkered a lot with the Rockets, uh, made a lot of moves, but also the Rockets ran into, ran up against some it's hard. They ran against some iconic teams, right? They, they ran against, they, they, they go up against the Warriors. They're going up against the Spurs towards the end, even though the Spurs are still successful during that time, against the Thunder uh, before Kevin Durant um, turns into, uh, you know, uh, who is someone who is a, a massive betrayal. Uh, I don't, whatever, I'm not going to go to Judas. He's not that deep. But before Kevin Durant leaves and goes to the Warriors, um, you know, the Rockets are running into a lot of these teams. The Clippers, obviously, the Clippers who checked them out of the playoffs at one point runs into the, the Trailblazers. The thing is that the Rockets always end up on the, the short end of the stick in every one of those series. Um, the Clippers, most famously, is the, the series when they bench, when James gets benched. No, actually, they win that series. I'm sorry. James gets benched at the end of game six, I think, and then they make this massive comeback and win. Um, and, and it's nothing against James. James has had some great games in, in the playoffs, and I've spoken about James on here, and, I, and I've talked about relentlessly people have now been shitting on James Harden a little bit too hard, and I think that to that respect, maybe giving Daryl Morey a little bit too much credit could also be happening. Um, you know, he traded for Dwight Howard when it was pretty clear that Dwight Howard... Daryl Morey is a super-duper stats guy. This is... Daryl Morey represents the um, the perfect. Uh, he represents the side of the NBA that cares about stats and doesn't care about um, 
chemistry. Like their chemistry is not a quantifiable number, so therefore it's lost on the cyborg that is Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey does not quite understand how chemistry could be involved in mathematics. There is no chemistry here. He's not Walter White. He cannot figure out the chemistry of things. He is a mathematician, and he can figure out the mathematician side of basketball. Um, and because of that, he can't quite understand how you could go get Dwight Howard and how Dwight Howard clearly had some issues that we, we don't completely know about along, uh, aside from some injuries to some, some, you know, real life shit, who knows, and is also, you know, had rubbed the majority of his teammates wrong almost his entire career. So you get Dwight, that falls apart, obviously. You, you get rid of Dwight, you jettison Dwight. I don't even know what you get for Dwight, honestly. Um, he identifies guys like Clint Capella, which is good. He, uh, I think he trades for Eric Gordon, um, makes the, the CP3 trade, which is a good trade. But again, doesn't foresee how CP3 and James Harden could ever clash with each other, even though CP3 clashes with teammates um, that don't, uh, quite fit in with him now. In all respects, CP3 and on Houston didn't really did from what we could see, right? From shit that we saw on camera, it always seemed like CP3 was always trying to appeal to James Harden, but James is James. James doesn't move on offense if he doesn't have the ball. It is what it is. Um, and obviously, you know that doesn't seem to work out. And then you you trade James, you you trade CP3, um, and you know, and uh, what did you, what did you get back in that deal? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, duh. And then you get Russell Westbrook back in that deal, and it it doesn't start great. You know, it's not starting great. And then they decide, well, we're gonna make Russell Westbrook our our, I guess mathematically is our center, right? In terms of he can't really shoot from the outside, he's not spacing the floors. So he's going to be our center and we're going to surround Russ and James with other shooters. So we trade Clint Capella and that kind of comes back and bites them in the ass in the playoffs um, pretty severely. It just doesn't work. That hubris of thinking that we can go super small doesn't work. So it's always seemed like as he's, there's only one real, in my opinion, one real situation where they go up against an iconic team and it's like, damn, this should have gone the other way. And that's CP3 getting injured against the Warriors. Um, but my point here is that Daryl was given a lot of, um, was able to tinker a whole lot, mostly because James was is is transcendent, because James Harden is a transcendent player, because Whatever you feel about James Harden, he pretty much is going to guarantee you 50 wins. Understand that roster is not very good. You know what I mean? Like once you get past James and Russ, who are who both of these guys are very flawed players in their own respects, it it takes it goes downhill pretty quickly. You know what I mean? It's you get you got Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker who have to be brothers. They're both short and somehow. They, they they both look like tall midgets somehow. I don't even know how they do it. They're short, but they're not short. Um, they have short bodies, but they're tall. So I don't I don't quite get how that works, but it works somehow. Um, the trade for Cov, the, the way that they structured that that Clint Capella deal to get Covington back, um, I thought was a good deal, and I think that's what that's actually what his value is. Um, 
understand that he worked with Sam Hankey. Obviously, Hankey worked under him for many years. Um, and the, the what he actually is is a very, very good trade person. You know, so what we can pretty much guarantee him coming here and doing is maybe while we're, we're still unsure if he can assemble a winning roster, um, what we can be sure of is that any trades he's going to make are going to probably be wins for us. So that is good. Uh, being able to keep assets while while retooling the roster, that's going to be his specialty. Now, with that said, just like how I, what I said about Doc when we hired Doc, I have a lot of uncertainty about everything that this front office is doing. I don't know who's in charge still. Um, Elton is still the GM from what we're reading here. Uh, there is, let me see, is there even an update here? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, from my understanding, nothing here. There's no, no quite no updates here. Um, there's no updates here. From what we understand, Elton is still the GM. Okay. Doc, I promise you, Doc did not come here without any promise of having some sort of power or influence in the organization. I can guarantee that. Doc has had that in every stop he's worked at since this, well, after the Celtics. He had say on the Celtics roster, but really Danny Ainge is Danny Ainge. And then when he went to the Clippers, really had a lot of say until they brought Jerry Weston. Um, so, so we don't, so that seems to me pro troublesome. You know, that's problematic. You got three guys who, who, you know, okay, so Daryl makes the final call. But if Daryl and Elton say, yeah, I like, I agree that we should trade this person for this person. And Doc, the coach, who it typically has a lot of influence, says no. How is that going to work? Daryl just came from a situation where he didn't just go small. He went incredibly small. Doc is coming from most situations, most rosters he's ever worked with have been big. I mean, when he left the, the, when he left the Celtics, he left a roster that included KG and Kendrick Perkins starting most of the time, right? And so they traded Kendrick and then it was a mismatch of shit. Then he goes to, the Clippers and it's Blake, Blake, who is a, uh, you know, uh, your typical power forward and DeAndre Jordan, who is, you know, your typical rim protecting center who offers nothing else but rim protection. Uh, and then even more recently, you know, with the feeling, the need of having a center on the floor, I spent a lot of time with, with uh, Montrez on the floor, getting constantly played off of the court. You know what I mean? So, um, so, so the point being, we, we don't know, these three guys, what I can say almost positively is that Doc and Daryl have two different, differing views or differing um, ideals in terms of basketball and how basketball would be played best, right? I, I feel pretty certain about that. I don't know how Elton fan feels, uh, but considering that he signed fucking Al Horford, he is the extremist version of Doc. Doc seems to be the centering version where he might, he'll be willing to go smaller as long as there's a center. Daryl wants to put another small forward at the five. Doc, uh, Elton wants to put another five at the four. Uh, so who knows? You know, who the fuck knows? This is my problem right now, you know, with digesting all of these moves. There is just more uncertainty, I feel like. Um, in a vacuum, Doc is good. In a vacuum, Daryl is good. When you start 
putting all of this together along with a shit ownership group that don't know what they're doing and you still have a, a GM who whatever, I don't know what to say about this. Um, I hope it's good. Uh, we'll know by next week. I'm sure Daryl will essentially, I'm sure Daryl's on the plane here and is calling uh, Vladi Divac and is like, hey, Vladi, I got something real special for your bitch ass. I got my man Al Horford. I mean, Al is Al. You give me that shitty buddy. Buddy is trash. Give me buddy for Al, who's a golden nugget of talent. And we'll call it even. And Vladi's going to be stroking his little beard. And he's going to be, I don't even know if he has a beard. His mustache, I'm going to go with mustache, like a villain. Like a villain who's losing a deal. And be like, ah, yes, that sounds like a great idea, Daryl. And boom. You know, I could see that happening pretty much immediately. He'll probably also get draft picks in that trade somehow. It'll be out in for Buddy and two draft picks somehow. Don't ask me how. That's what Daryl does. Um, but, you know, we just, it, it, we don't know does he have that amount of power. We don't know what amount of power he has. You know what I mean? We just don't know. Who is going to be making those deals? Who's making those calls? Who's doing that? Who's on the phone with other GMs? Is it Elton the GM or is it Daryl Morey, the overseer of basketball operations? Um yeah, I mean, Vance talks to oversee the franchise's basketball operations. I, so I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. You know what I mean? Um, so with that said, let's take a look at uh, – there's not not a whole lot of other stuff. I just read this rumor. All Mavericks players are available except for Luka and KP. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, they don't. They don't have a – you know – um, I mean, I would consider them – who else would people want to trade for? I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm sure Seth – people are going to want to trade for Seth, but I would think they want to keep Seth unless they can get something pretty crazy for him. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, what I will say is uh, the other, other news and notes – so it looks like they're, they're going to try to start the NBA season December 22nd. Um, so that is a very quick turnaround considering that the basketball champions just got crowned a few weeks ago, well, about a month ago. Um, and that the MVP of that championship is, uh, you know, one of the older players in the NBA, obviously LeBron is a freak, but it just seems kind of crazy to start that soon. They're going to do a compressed 72 game schedule so that they can finish before the Olympics and go back. I mean, listen, they got shook. Uh, the numbers dropping shook the, the, the ratings being so low shook the shit out of them as they were running up against the NFL, running up against baseball. And only God knows what's going to happen is that once all of this, once um, COVID is under control, um, you would assume that the NFL season is going to even be a little bit more exciting and it's going to be worse for basketball to run up against it. So I think the NBA basically just squashed any idea of running basketball over the summer and have said, fuck it, we're just going to keep the season the way it was. Um, and with that said, what's scary is they're talking about starting free agency December 1st was the last thing I read. And that's kind of scary to think that a team might sign a free agent three weeks before the start of the season. Training camp essentially might be 
Uh, or, or no, actually, that's that's not true. That's what they were kicking around. But actually, the most recent thing I read was so the draft will be November 18th. Free agency is going to start November 22nd, um, with training camp starting December 1st, something like that. Um, that's a little crazy, you know. That that's that's a, a little crazy. I don't know what we can expect this season. Um, you know, obviously, I'm happy that the NBA could. You know, we'll be talking about the NBA in three weeks, essentially, on the precipice of it starting three weeks after that, four weeks after that. So, you know, that makes me happy. But also on the other side of it, you know, you worry about, like, what kind of product are you going to be getting? Is that going to have people more injured? You're going to have teams now. Consider that, like, for example, Jonathan Isaac now is going to miss this season you know, missed the back end of the bubble season and now is about to miss this entire season too. Um, you're going to have a lot of guys who suffered injuries during the bubble and are not going to be back um, probably for this season now or not until later on in the season. Um, and then you're going to have teams like the Nets who are going to probably really benefit from this. Having sat Kyrie, no KD, they're about to come in this bitch red hot. Don't be surprised if the Nets and the Wizards are first and second in the standings in the East when this season starts all of a sudden, because you're going to have teams like the Celtics and Heat still licking their wounds, kind of. The Celtics, who want to seemingly, rumors are swirling that they want to trade Gordon Hayward or somehow want to move him. Gordon has a, an option that he's for sure going to pick up because it's for $30 million and he's not going to get that anywhere else. Um, so whatever they do with that Gordon deal, um, you know, it's going to influence their roster in a way that's going to, that they're going to need a full, you would think they need a full range of, you know what I mean? A full off season and full practices and training camps to figure that out. Meanwhile, we may be starting training camp in, in the midst of COVID still happening, not in a bubble. So there's a lot of things being left up to chance, um, that starting it so early, it, it, it really, it scares me. Listen, if I trust any sport, it's the NBA to, to get things accomplished. I don't trust any other sport. The fact that baseball just finished and, and shout out to the Dodgers and that the NFL has been moving around pretty good without a bubble is really a miracle to me. And I, will, I can't wait for the 30 for 30 about how many teams lied about results because they, you know, whatever. And meanwhile, the NBA pulled it off without a hitch because, you know, geniuses. But rushing into this and hastily putting this together, there still is no, unless they know something we don't, where they're going to have a fucking, uh, you know, uh, 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 call it, a vaccine for COVID before anyone else has it, which is possible. Listen, they had rapid test results, the, the rapid return test results before anybody else had that shit. I knew people waiting weeks for test results. And meanwhile, NBA is testing today, getting results today. So, you know, who knows? And you got money. It's all possible. Um, so it's, it's a little bit scary, you know what I mean, to hear that. You, you, you wonder about guys who just finished playing. Luckily, the Sixers didn't show up to the bubble, so they're going to come in ready and ready to go. You know what I mean? I'm sure. Um, Ben's still not going to shoot, you know, so who knows? We still got Al right now. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to get depressed right now. My, you know what? I spent a lot of time in therapy, working on my mental health. I don't need to introduce depressing thoughts and bring myself down. I'm on a high. I'm on a cloud. I don't need to come off the cloud to talk about the roster that Elton Brand created and Elton Brand is still the GM or something. I don't know. Um, so that's it. I just wanted to check in real quick. I'm uh, probably going to take a small hiatus uh, from recording, get some stuff figured out, and, and then 
probably after the Christmas break, really pick it up. Uh, but you'll still see some podcasts, some videos around, just not as much content for the time being. Um, any basketball stuff, obviously, I will be here and I'll be available. Um, as rumors swirl, you know, we got the draft coming up. Um, I, I Any thoughts I had on the draft are now changed now that we have Daryl Morey because we don't know what he's planning to do. Um, so we'll see. You know, th there's nothing sexy about this draft. So there's possibly going to be a lot of trades, a lot of movement. Uh, we don't know who's going to go where, what's going to happen. I expect a lot of trades generally because, again, like Gordon Hayward, I expect to get moved. I expect Victor Oladipo to probably get moved. Um, possibility of someone on the Rockets getting moved, not sure who. Obviously, just read the Mavericks, have everyone up in the air. I would expect CP3 to possibly be on the move at some point. Um, and we don't know what's going to happen with the Clippers. You know what I mean? So um, so we'll see. You know, we'll see also the possibility of, again, the Giannis to the Heat thing is starting to boil is starting to boil up a little bit more. Um, it, this was talked about a year ago. Then people squashed it, and now it's being talked about again, that you can never discount the Heat. Uh, and something like that. Again, I would expect that has to include Bam getting moved. You know, somehow a trade happens where Bam gets moved for Giannis. It's like straight up or something, because if it's a sign and trade or if, you know, the Bucks know. From what I've read, from everything I've read, the Bucks want to keep Giannis. They don't want to trade him at all. They want to keep him and try to impress him. And if he leaves, he leaves. That's pretty much their stance uh, uh, according to everything. I respect it to a certain degree, but I also don't think it's the smartest decision. So, um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. You'll be hearing from me on basketball for sure. And, and other stuff, you know, here and there, but it's just going to take a little bit of uh, time to unwind, get ready for the Christmas break. Obviously there's a lot of stuff happening in the world generally. Um, so everyone stay safe out there, wear a mask, wash your hands. You know, the drill already black lives matter. Rest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, 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 yeah. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Used to come in